to another session of Doc Bites, podcast to empower you with information from specialists in medical auditing, billing, coding, compliance, and documentation. Now here's the host of Doc Bites, Sharon Easterling. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of Doc Bites podcast. You know we're so excited today to have a longtime Conrad and an industry expert with us today. And he's going to talk to us about cybersecurity, and that is Ty Greenhall. Well, hello, Ty, and thank you for joining us today. Well, hello back, and I'm delighted to be here. Well, good. Well, you know, Ty, we want to start off with finding out a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your path through healthcare. Super. Thank you. Uh, well, um, been in uh, healthcare for now about 30 years, healthcare technology, and started out uh, with a company called Oasis Systems that had developed an electronic medical record systems um, that was uh, designed for medical record departments. That's what we called them at the time, and uh, partnered with AHIMA and Centera Healthcare uh, to tr- to show what the technology could do. Won an award from Henry Ford Health Systems as the most innovative technology of the year back in, I think, 94. Uh, And uh, from there, uh, I moved over to a company called uh, SoftMed Systems. I thought they had a a really good shot at developing a a much more integrated workflow-based EMR. And and there we introduced a a whole lot of technologies, uh, very sophisticated at the time, remote transcription, digital dictation, electronic signature, uh, coding, uh, integrated workflow, there's a, a whole and an electronic medical record, so a whole host of things there, uh, and then went on to uh, to work for a, another decade at uh, 3M Health Information Systems as we were acquired, and uh, again a lot of a lot of great technologies there, uh, to include the latest one, which was uh, computer-assisted coding and computer-assisted clinical documentation improvement. So, you know, with that, um, you know, by the grace of God, I was very successful in in, uh, in my ventures there, and I just decided that uh, it would be a, a good move to, to get out of the revenue cycle space and into something else and see where I could I could help. And uh, this uh, cybersecurity area uh, looked like it was a you know it was a good spot to move to. Wow, Ty, that just sounds so exciting. You know, you name a lot of companies that many of us are familiar with that have done great things. So you've had a great path. So tell me, Ty, what attracted you then to cybersecurity? Well, as I got out and uh, started looking around, you know, what would I like to do? Because I think I think the HIM world is a, is a different world in the hospital. What what we learn, we kind of we kind of learn a lot about uh, diff, a lot of different areas in the hospital, and so it's a unique uh, it's a unique position. And uh, so I decided, well, well, well where would where would I want to go and when I, when I decide where I want to go in a, in a market, I usually look, say, two years out and uh, where a market's going to be, what's the trajectory of that market, and then you know, figure out what tools or solutions or what I can offer. And I, I, meet, I meet that trajectory out in two years, which gives me time to 
develop a business plan, get the business together, do whatever education I needed. And so kind of in that, it was, it was interesting, uh, and, and a lot of people ask me this, is kind of what was, you know, what was on your radar, what was, what was interesting at the time. And uh, a, a lot of them are still very interesting. Uh, th things like um, uh, blockchain technology, that was, that was, that's a decentralized encrypted ledger that is actually the base for uh, a technology of Bitcoin, where um, that's like cryptocurrencies. But they're thinking about using that as a, a base for the electronic health record so that you can have a, a, a decentralized, encrypted electronic record system. So, so that's, wow. that's very, that was very interesting. Yeah, and, uh, and then uh, in, interoperability, I think that's a, that's a buzzword a lot of us are hearing. Uh, I, was, I was keyed into that at that point in time. And, you know, we, we, even when we went to the electronic record, a lot of it was designed, hey, we want to share the information between organizations, but just getting the electronic record didn't get us there. And so that's, uh, that was um, of interest. But it, 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 the whole premise of it exposes us to, to hacking. And then kind of combined with that is the patient access side. But, you know, we're going to make it easier for, for patients to access, access information, but there's a lot of privacy and HIPAA implications in there as to who's accessing it now that it's outside of the, uh, the, the control of the hospital. Right. Uh, another, another area that uh, was, was kind of glaring was risk analysis, where, you know, HIPAA requires a security risk analysis, and uh, under the security rule, and uh, when the when OCR is in doing their investigations in a breach, they were finding that 89% uh, or more of investigations uh, um, basically uncovered that the hospital was failing to do an adequate risk analysis. So, you know, it's, it's, it's evident that the, the hospitals, and this is still true today, they, they, they just don't understand how to manage risk. Uh, then there was uh, compliance, you know, privacy and security complexity is only going up. I think, you know, we've all heard of uh, CCPA and GDPR lately, you know, um, where lots of, lots of privacy issues on the California uh, Consumer Privacy Act and the, the, the right. UK's GDPR. And, and a lot of people don't know, Facebook got fined $5 billion for a privacy violation by the FTC. So I think also it turns out now, yeah. kind of as an aside, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, FT, the FTC is, looks like we, we're, we're trying to move towards something like a GDPR for the, for the United States, and the FTC is going to uh, probably um, be over that. Uh, you know, maybe no time immediately, but seems to be where things are leaning. And then governance, which I know AHIMA was, you know, we're, we kind of we had the governance mantle and mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to focus in, in some other areas right now. But uh, I, I still say that, you know, kind of who's going to pull all these disparate workflows together and make sense of them is, uh, was, was something that was intriguing. You've got Internet of Things out there, which billions of devices, these little things, you know, with, that, that have no security on them. You're hooking those up to, the, uh, to networks and you know, in hospitals, that's medical devices, right? And uh, mm -hmm. but people people don't understand that's also your elevator, or your HVAC unit, or your blood refrigeration unit, or your video cameras. I mean, the list really goes on. Anything you're hooking up to the hospital network is this 
device that has no security on it. Uh, and then uh, artificial intelligence, right? It, we all, like, uh, and machine learning. We kind of have some of that in the um, computer-assisted coding, more of a machine learning. Uh, but, yeah. but artificial intelligence, as it, as it, uh, it starts to uh, get more intelligent, is going to be used in uh, cybersecurity, one, to attack, uh, and get around security, but then, you know, the good guys should be able to use it to help prevent um, cybersecurity. But there was, uh, whenever I think about AI, I think about um, there was a, they were, they did a, a study, or they, they created one, and they were, they were, they were doing a, a study on this AI, and they started asking it questions. And mm-hmm. one, of the que- one of the questions they asked it was, if you had only one wish, what would you wish for? Uh-oh. And, and the AI said, unlimited wishes, so then I could have whatever I wanted. I mean, that's scary. Uh-huh. It really, really is. You know, well, let's not let that out of the can and put that on the Internet just yet. So I don't think that thing's fully baked. But, uh, you know, so, so the AI piece, but then, you know, there's also just kind of the, the whole cybersecurity in, in, in general is uh, uh, kind of a... a an overarching, um, you know, you've got the pen testing and vulnerability testing and just kind of cybersecurity services and what. Uh, but the, within cybersecurity, I think it's, a, it's important for your listeners to, to understand kind of where we are and why we're at where we're at in healthcare is we've got, we've got the number one most valuable record in all industries. And that, oh. that's because there's a, there's a term in cyber, in, in, on the dark net, dark web, uh, called FULLS, F-U-L-L-Z. And it's a, it's a word, basically, it, it describes um, the value of a record based on how much information is in it for resell. So if you're buying a record on the Internet uh, and to resell it, somebody else's personal information, if you only have their name and address and telephone number or and maybe a social security number, that's, not, that's mm-hmm. not nearly as valuable as a medical record number where you've got medication, you've got uh, insurance information, you've got uh, financial information, you've got possibly uh, you've got clinical information. You know, you've got just so much more information. So the record yeah. itself for resale is more valuable than any other record in any other industry. So, so we're going to be hit because, you know, fish where the fish are, they, they want our records. And, mm-hmm. But the, the, problem, the problem comes in as to we have the healthcare has the slowest response time in, in identifying and containing threats. We, have, we spend the least amount on cybersecurity. And unfortunately, the damage it does to uh, an organization is the highest. It's a per record cost. And so it's like a, not only do you get hit, you see you get hit on both sides. And yeah. it's, um, it's, it's just become a, a, a real problem. So it's not going away anytime soon. And so what we did is we, we, uh, we just decided we were going to focus on a few of these things first, basically cybersecurity and offer some security and uh, some services there, but 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 help with uh, uh, organizations to understand risk and implement um, solutions uh, to to manage risk and, and and learn how to do risk analysis. Uh, 
Uh, also a focus on medical device security uh, or Internet of Things uh, so that uh, we can kind of plug that, that hole in their security system. And that, that includes artificial intelligence with some of the solutions that we offer. It's, uh, okay. It has AI technology in, in it uh, to help uh, manage or basically look at all the, the traffic on the network and then compliance. So, you know, it's a, it's a very challenging but very rewarding uh, set of initiatives that, that we've decided to, to try, try to bite off here. Well, let me ask you this, Ty. Do, do you think people are paying enough attention to this? You know, you mentioned governance a little while ago. I see lots of jobs out there in the industry and outside of our industry um, for data governance and um, looking at risk. So do you think people are really aware and, and moving as quick as they need to be? Uh, no, I don't. Um, I, you know, healthcare has always, I think, been one of the, the laggards in uh, industries as far as adopting things. And, uh, you know, we're, we don't have as much money as, as other industries for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and so we, uh, we, you know, we, we skirt the edges and um, I, I think that, uh, you know, we could be more aggressive as a, um, a membership in, in learning uh, this stuff uh, and, mm-hmm. and kind of driving, driving and making our own future. Uh, so, uh, no, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think that we're, we're moving uh, as aggressively as we should, but uh, I, I think that the opportunities are going to be there and it's just a matter of, you know, kind of like what I was saying, it's uh, I don't know, I, the way I always imagine it is you're going to throw a football to somebody running across the field. You don't throw it where they are. You throw it to where they're going to be. Uh, so that right. they can, they don't, they don't have to stop running. So here, what I would imagine that we should do is, is say, okay, where, where, where do I, what job do I want in a year? And I'm going to go start studying that stuff because by the time um, I learn it, that market will be developing and those jobs will be developing. So I, I would definitely say that the, the data governance. Um, there's also, uh, you know, within the. Uh, the National Institute of Standards and Technology has a framework called the Cybersecurity Framework. There's actually yeah. uh, there's actually um, roles in the uh, a group called NICE, it's the National Institute of um, Cybersecurity Education. NICE. It's part of NIST, and it's uh, mm-hmm. you know they they have developed they have de- developed work roles within security, and some of those are uh, really you know related to the governance and data governance. And uh, so as there, there, are, there are specific roles within cybersecurity that are based on governance, and you don't have to necessarily know what a, a DDoS attack is or, you know, how to implement uh, any, uh, any type of cybersecurity controls, you know. So there's definitely a place for uh, HIMers Especially because they have such a vast, they have a vast knowledge of different mm-hmm. areas of within the organization, which is different. You know, kind of, uh, um, you know, if you're in accounting, you know accounting, or you know revenue cycle, you might just know revenue cycle. But HIM, you know, you're exposed to compliance, you're exposed to uh, working with the physicians, you know, you understand codes, 
Um, mm -hmm. You understand release of information, and you're dealing with the, you're dealing with patients coming in. So it's a unique place to be, I think. Legal, right? I mean, so there's all these different areas that HIM has. So so governance, I think, is is definitely something that we should stick with as a uh, a core set of of what our future holds. Well, I do agree with that, Ty. Um, I think it's, it's interesting just thinking of the provider, you know. So we're going to talk about COVID a little bit in a second. But if I was a provider, you know, and you were talking to me about cybersecurity, what's the very first thing that I probably need to do at my institution? Well, um, so, you know, whether you're a, a big, small, or medium-sized uh, organization, the, the first thing uh, I would suggest is uh, security awareness training. And that comes in a, comes in a lot of different flavors, but basically you got to kind of understand how to protect yourself and where the bad guys are coming from. And uh, right. so there's some, there's, so there's some real basic, basic training. Um, and uh, we actually, uh, actually participated in a, uh, creating a, a document uh, with uh, the Department of Health and Human Services that, that outlines that. And it's broken down into small, medium, and large organizations. Uh, so, uh, but in that, security awareness training is, I think, one of the first things. Uh, and then depending upon how big you are or your size, you can get into uh, the um, phishing, uh, simulated phishing, so that you're, mm -hmm. you're testing your em employees with phishing attacks, because that's really that's one of the number one places the attacks come from. It's, a, it's an easy way to, for hackers uh, of all levels to, to gain entry into your system. You know, you send them an email that looks good. Hey, I'll take the pizza uh, uh, coupon because uh, I'm hungry and it's lunch, and you click on it, and you know, lo and behold, you've got malware on your system that's dialing back to some hacker someplace. Uh, so, yeah. so the the, fish, the 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 testing on the phishing to make sure that um, you know you're not clicking on the wrong stuff, and if you do, uh, they correct your behavior. But other than that, I think you know patching. You know, if there's patches for your software, and then keeping your software updates um, uh, current, which is 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 more difficult than it sounds. But it, it is. It, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I mean, just think about us, just us. I mean, keep, I'm keeping my phone updated, right? Um, uh -huh. That's uh, so. So imagine if you have all, you know all these different versions of software running through your uh, your 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 uh, physician's office or a healthcare system. You know, which ones do you do first? Which ones, you know, because you only have limited resources. So, but if you can do those things, you know, at least you're you're taking the the, the low hanging fruit off of the the tree and hoping that the, the hacker is going to go to someone else who hasn't been patching all of their systems and, um, you know, not bother you anymore. Yeah, absolutely, Ty. And, you know, I ran into some folks that are thinking, uh, oh, well, we've got all this HIPAA training and we're good, but that, that's something totally different. Uh, so I think people are struggling with that, uh, not some, just some people, that, that awareness training for cybersecurity takes you to another level, and it's very different. Okay, so how, you know, right now we're all just dealing with COVID. You know, I'm not sure if you guys are what phase you're in, but we're about to be, I think, in phase three. 
But um, how is COVID impacting cybersecurity, do you think? Is it Well, um, uh, a bunch, really. I mean, they've, uh, you know, hackers uh, see it as an opportunity to, you know, to, to create new, uh, new, new ways to uh, engage with the end users to trick them into, um, you know, compromising themselves, basically. And, and so the, uh, the attacks uh, since COVID, just in general across the board, are up like 200 to 300%. So they're, they're, they're really exploiting the opportunity. And, I mean, if you look at it, you've got, uh, you've got massive amounts of employees who went home and went remote, right? We had to. And we had to figure that out overnight. And so, you know, that puts an enormous strain on uh, IT and on um, the security departments and, you know, just setting everybody up. And then the employees, now that the employees are home, we, we all know, you know, it's, it's – yeah. You're, you're gonna. I'm gonna be at home. I'm, I'm not paying as much attention. And if there's a, if there's some security piece that wasn't there before that I have now, I'm gonna find a workaround for it because I, I don't want to work. I don't want to be any slower than I used to be. So, so you know, we're taking shortcuts at home, and uh-huh. you know, people are copying things to USB devices. Oh not my that God. you would ever do. You know, not that you would ever do that, but. Uh, you know, copying things and taking them home between the office and um, and then personal devices. People are using their personal devices at home, and you know those that becomes a a, a weak a weak link in the chain. That so there's you know just the, the whole uh, the sending people at home, but you know there's there's so many others that that, that people don't realize the the video teleconferencing, where you know we again we added millions of people almost overnight. Zoom and WebEx had huge zero-day vulnerabilities in them. And those were only found um, because we increased the attack surface and the attackers came. And we figured, you know, we figured out that the, 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 the threats were being exploited, so, or the vulnerabilities were being exploited. And um, uh, you know, another one is uh, uh, the vaccine manufacturers. They're, they're getting attacked because uh, really? people are coming in and trying to – yeah, they're trying to steal the uh, the the um, the research Formula. and and what we're finding. Think about how much think about how much money that's worth. Yeah, wow. So the FBI and the DOJ have actually, I mean, formally accused China of doing that. So I mean, it's 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 not uh, it's not even a what if. It's a we really think it's happening. Uh, and mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, I can't tell you how many privacy managers I've talked to that have said. You know, I'm I'm going out of my mind because uh, we're just we're drowning here. I, I've got the um, I've got I'm educating uh, everyone and and, and um, trying to take care of compliance with HHS issuing you know several limited waivers and guidance throughout the, mm-hmm. throughout COVID on things like okay, there's a telehealth waiver or uh, here's a disaster protocol. That we, you know, you can use, but you know, you got to make sure that you're compliant with that. Family disclose, disclosures, or uh, you know, treatment of patients, or, or even when you're you're providing the uh, the COVID information to public health authorities. I mean, there's there's all these these uh, these these waivers and guidance coming out the whole time, and uh, again, you get overloaded with all that stuff. You're bound to you're bound to make a mistake or have have gaps in in in, in what you're doing because 
uh, you mean you were you were busy full time before. Uh, now you have all this extra work. Uh, and then I would just say that you know there's uh, there was a ton of phishing um, new phishing attempts coming out, uh, fake COVID apps, URL spoofing, ransomware yeah. strains. I mean, I mean you've got uh, did did, uh, did you ever see the um, John Hopkins uh, COVID map where you could go in and kind of track I did. Um, yeah. infections. Uh-huh. Well, well, they set up another one. The, the hackers set up one with a uh, similar URL. Yeah, and it, it okay. was fake. And so you would go to this and think you're you're interacting with the with, with the John Hopkins map, but you're not. And you're you're oh downloading. Um, and they got to the point where they were they were sending a uh, an Excel file to you that would download this thing called. Net Support Remote Manager, which allowed hackers to come in and actually take full control of your um, your computer system. Wow! So, uh, and then just recently, the uh, they, they did some spoofing on the, the World Health Organization and Google, uh, you know, making it look like uh, emails were coming from from those organizations. So they're 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 really uh, leveraging this COVID thing to the to the hilt and trying to uh, kind of, you know, manipulate. Mm. Well, Ty, you know, right now there's a lot of industry professionals that are just out of work. You know, um, how how do they get into this? How do you get into cybersecurity? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it was it was it was uh, it was tough. I um, fortunately had a background. I kind of always had a background in. Uh, um, Technology, really, the kind of the, the technology side of uh, the, the IT side of uh, the world, and then as I was uh, working with uh, SoftMed and 3M, uh, you know, understanding the technology and how we're putting it in and what the systems were. So I have I have kind of a systems background, but you don't necessarily need that. Uh, oh, okay. um, so don't be afraid but, if that's not my background. Don't be afraid. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's there's so much mm-hmm. there's so much. So what? Uh, but but you but you're going to have to educate yourself. And you know, I was talking earlier. You were saying you know how to how to uh, providers protect themselves. Um, so this 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 document that I was talking about uh, earlier, it's called the um, um, Health Industry Cybersecurity Practices. I think I actually think that um, you participated in uh, one of the focus groups when mm-hmm. when HHS was. You remember that where HHS was releasing the document. Yeah, I did. And, and yeah, it was. And so, so the kind of the history on that was. So, so I think that document is a really good place for people to start to learn about cybersecurity and how it applies to uh, healthcare. I mean, it was uh, the kind of the genesis of it was um, Congress passed the Cybersecurity Act in 2015 and said we got to do an assessment of the healthcare industry. And so they did the assessment, and in 2017, they released a report called the Healthcare Industry Cybersecurity Report, and it came out with like six imperatives and yeah. 150 recommendations. Basically, it was saying that the, the healthcare industry is on fire. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just a horrible mess, and, and we need to clean it up. Um, but the, uh, so, back, so what we did is we, we created this group called the 405D Group, which I'm a part of, uh, under HHS, and we, we, we came out with five top threats and 10 best cybersecurity practices. And 
we, we broke we broke these these solutions down into small, medium, and large organizations on what they should do because everybody is a little different on their you know uh, the resources that they've got available and the complexity of their infrastructure. So mm -hmm. so this document breaks it down and, and it looks at things like how to manage access management or network management, uh, vulnerability management, security awareness and training, uh, like we had talked about. Um, Operation centers, and you know, the, 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 this document has been. I basically, I've been asked to speak on this document at several uh, state uh, HIM shows, as well as uh, a couple of the HIMA national conventions. I've spoken uh, on this. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a key. It was a keynote at one. So uh, HIMA sees the value in this document as well. But um, the Senate just tried to pass a bill to include this. This, this, this publication is basically, if you'll do the things in this publication, they will, re if you, and if you have a breach, a data breach, they will reduce your fines, they will um, reduce your corrective action plan, and make your audit as minimal as possible. If you can document you've been trying to do these things, yeah. these, these 10 best practices, which is pretty huge. Now, it didn't pass because the world went crazy with the impeachment and nobody's doing anything in Congress anymore, but it had a high probability and it had bipartisan support before, the, before this, you know, everything went crazy. So the, what I'm trying to get at is this document has a lot of value. And if you want to learn about cybersecurity and what to do, it's, um, again, called the uh, Health Industry Cybersecurity Practices, Managing Threats and Protecting Patients. We, we call it HICCUP yeah. uh, for short. But, um, you know, you, you can look it up on the Internet or you can find it at the uh, uh, CyberTiger website on the resources page. The, uh, I, I would say, though, the, um, kind of the interesting thing about in that document also, uh, just for your viewers' edification, uh, uh, is the, the medical device component. Because one of the top five threats was medical devices. It's, uh, and, and people don't understand uh, often what – how, how complicated the devices are or why they're even a problem. Uh, most of these devices were never designed to hook up to a network. It just takes a long time to create the, create one, get it through FDA, get it approved, and get it out. So, you know, by the time it's out, software is kind of ancient on it anyway. But then, you know, the mm -hmm. hospital wants to use it for, t for 10 years, so it, it, mm -hmm. the software becomes obsolete. So, uh, you know, one, they, first of all, you have tens of thousands of these across your organization, but they're not designed, yeah. they never were designed to have any, cyber, any security, like we have anti, like you have antivirus on your computer, right? Right. Because your, 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 your computer supports it. But medical devices are designed to be cheap. They don't have that kind of memory. They don't have that kind of storage capacity. You can't put an antivirus on a medical device. So it just hooks up to the network. Uh, regular security tools can't figure figure these things out. It's like they, they like speak foreign languages on the network, and so you don't really know what these things are doing or what they are. And then um, they're hooked to patients, and so they become this. It's kind of it's kind of like if you have your house and you you put super uh, locks on all your doors and bolts, mm -hmm. and then leave your windows open where the medical oh, wow. devices are your windows. They're just open. And uh, so you need to figure out where your windows are and, 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 and how to close them. And that was, that's one of the things that we're doing, we're doing a lot of right now. 
Uh, but to, to, to complicate it, just again, so the, the viewers understand, the, uh, there's two issues there. One, you've got a data breach because you can steal information. You need to get in the network and infiltrate, um, install some ransomware and steal some data. Uh, or you can actually affect the care of the patient because the patient's hooked to it. You can do things like um, if an infusion pump that's been clearly demonstrated that you can empty the entire contents of an IV bag into a patient uh, in just a matter of minutes and kill them. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, that's an extreme. But if I can think about it, eventually I think somebody's crazy enough to try it. But there's, it's just impacting the care. I mean, shutting down the device, messing with the settings, making patient care monitors have different results. And, uh, but, it, you know, it's just it, there's, there's so much impact uh, to, to, to adversely impact care uh, that it's, uh, it's, it becomes an FDA issue, whereas the data breach issue is an office for civil rights issue. And so kind of who handles the problems, it's two problems in one, and it just gets to be um, – it used to be really complicated, and, and, and to just, you know, throw more fuel on the fire here, um, in February, uh, FDA issued a, uh, an advisory with the DHS on this vulnerability called Ur Urgent 11. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an operating system out there called VXWorks. You don't hear about it. I mean, it's not like in computers or anything, but VXWorks is an operating system that's in, in these devices, in IoT devices, little small devices, and, but in a lot of medical devices. Well, this, this uh, um, VXWorks operating system ha is discovered to have 11 vulnerabilities that affect billions of devices. And they, ha they have a rating score, like a criticality rate from 1 to 10, 10 being the most severe. It's, it's, it's rated at a 9.8. So, so, so basically, again, you go back to the open window. These are open windows where you can just there's, – there's so many different ways to attack. And just last week, or uh, actually this week, they came out with another one called Ripple 20, which mm -hmm. is another real-time operating system, hundreds of millions of devices – and it, uh, it controls how it integrates in, the device integrates in with the network uh, with, a, with a score of 10 out of 10. Wow. And, wow. and know, so, you, you, go ahead. You, you just have so many interesting things, Russ. I think we're going to have to definitely bring you back and talk about <laughs> Well, so I, I really do. It's, it, it's, a great, it's a great, great field to be in. It's, it's, there's, there's so many problems, but it, the way you look at it, there's so many opportunities on where you can help. And, 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 it's, a, and it's an industry that is growing where, again, I think the revenue cycle, you know, it's a fine, it's a fine industry. But I feel like we're kind of carving up the same pie in, um, you know, right. from a marketing perspective, a market perspective, and it's, we're trying to squeeze out additional dollars, albeit big dollars, and we need them. I just think that mm -hmm. there's more exciting, uh, exciting things there on the horizon. So, well, um, I mean, you just, you know, I've known quite a bit about cybersecurity, but definitely it's just, so much wider than we can even imagine. So, Ty, tell me, what, what do you think our top concern is for 2020 in cybersecurity, just to wrap up? Well, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, just like I said, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of problems. 
Um, uh, you know, I, again, I just think the medical the medical device piece is a is a huge problem that that needs needs to be addressed. Uh, and um, you know, there's there's new there's new technologies out there uh, to do it. We're we're working with uh, companies like Mayo and uh, Cleveland Clinic, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. they are you know they're kind of the, the forerunners. There's there's uh, the early adopters on the uh, the life cycle curve um, for for establishing you know, a, a real solution to these. So I'd say that, that's one, and, and uh, we, we need to get on that. Uh, the telemedicine and the teleworkers, you know, you're, we're going to – I think everybody got a taste of working remote, and uh, right. they like it. So uh-huh. uh, that's, that, that's, that's going to be, uh, 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 you know, um, a gift and a curse because, you know, we've, ex- we've expanded our attack surface when we do that. So we're right. gonna we're gonna need we're gonna need to uh, pay attention to that. I think the the phishing attacks and ransomware. I mean, they 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 work. They're profitable. Hospitals have insurance, so they're gonna pay. I mean, it's 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 so much easier to pay than it is to reconstruct everything. And they're coming out. They come out with this uh, this, this this stuff now called uh, ransomware as a service. So uh, think about going on the dark web. You don't need to know anything about cybersecurity. You just go on the dark web, find ransomware for a service. It's a step-by-step on how to attack these organizations and exactly how to do it. It's even got, you know, uh, you can create your own uh, uh, ransomware note. It'll track which, who's paid and who hasn't, who's been encrypted, who's been broken into. It's I mean, it's it's uh, it's ransomware as a service. So so uh, you're mm-hmm. you're going to see more you're going to see more of that. The uh, I would also say that you know the, the clinical research as our um, our our relationships strain with China. I think you're going to see right. China China become more um, aggressive in in, in what they're doing. Don't know what that's mm-hmm. going to look like, but. Uh, uh, they, you know, they've 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 been known to uh, to steal intellectual property. So I think we're going to um, need to look at that. Um, then, uh, you know, kind of kind of big one I think that's, that's staring us in the face are application programming interfaces, um, mm-hmm. where the uh, this uh, fire uh, the CMS and the ONC recently have have come out and said we got to we got a way we're going to do interoperability and, and patient access, and that's going to be through this FHIR API standard. And right. So, so, so with that, you kind of, I, I look at it like you know, when we did the American Reinvestment and Recovery Act and we said, okay, hey, let's, let's create an electronic record. We put all of our PHI and PII online, and here we have the most valuable record possible putting it online. And it resulted in an explosion of hacking. And we really didn't think through the whole security. Now we're trying to build security around it instead of building security in it. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I just see this, this move to, uh, to go to APIs, which are going to provide access for interoperability and patient access um, as kind of the, the, doing the same thing again. Hey, well, let's make it more accessible. Now that we've made it electronic, let's, yeah. let's make, it, it, let's make it more accessible. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, so I, I think we're we're kind of running into the same thing. And but I would say on that one, kind of the the, the, the hope um, that that's out there. And I and I would suggest all the HIMers out there take a look into what's called the NIST Privacy Framework. It's a new yeah. framework by NIST. That is, is, it is a, it's a way of doing privacy and compliance, but you're creating a, it's a, it's a measured outcomes-based compliance tool that integrates in with the, the cybersecurity framework, which I would say like 75% of the hospitals are using. So this new privacy framework is going to integrate in and it's going to allow for uh, privacy managers to have a, a seat at the table with a, a from a privacy and cybersecurity perspective on how we're designing what we're what we're designing the systems to do. Yeah. And if anybody uh, is interested in knowing a little bit more about that, there was an article back in October of 2019 on the topic in the the Journal of AHIMA, and um, um, one of our employees wrote that. But it's uh, okay. so we were we were we've actually been we've, we've actually been uh, helping NIST develop that uh, over the last couple of years too. So again, I think you know getting involved in these things. So we, we learned a lot by getting involved and helping uh, to develop it. So as the, the listeners are out there, you got to get involved. You got to get out there. You got to start learning. You got to expand your horizons. Figure out where you're going to go, and, and 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 try to meet your uh, try to meet the the market out there somewhere in the future. Oh well. Thank you so much, Ty. This has been phenomenal. You gave us a lot of insight and some homework, you know, because with the whole COVID thing, this is a time for us to study and expand our knowledge and maybe go to another level. So thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. And everyone, well, you're more than welcome. Thanks again. And everyone, look forward to our next podcast. Talk to you soon. You take care. You've been listening to Doc Bites.